Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. Yes, it is another day. I'm Bill Knight. Boy, I, I guess we're just aglow with all the news that there is. Oh, there is something in the air. Holy smokes, a lot of something in the air. Yeah. It, uh, what is it? Uh, uranium or uh, yes. what is it? Gamma, gamma radiation. This happened over in the, the Ukraine. Weekend. Yep, Russian yeah. Russian missiles hit Ukrainian ammunition dump in Kamelsky. Kamel, oh boy, this is going to be fun. Easy for you to say. It is Kamelinsky causing massive explosion. A cache of British depleted uranium tank shells were destroyed. Gamma radiation is spiking in the region. Well, now, where the hell did they get those uh, radiation shells? You know, those shells that had uh, spent radiation in them? I, I would imagine they got them from England. Am I right? So. That's right. They're the ones that gave them the shells and said, don't worry about it. Not going to be a problem. Putin said, wait a minute. You, you're sending these shells for them to fire at us? So he fires a missile at the ammunition now, dump. Where you're you're kind of like the Mr. Science of the duo here. Oh, no, no, yeah, anyway. yeah, you are. You're more of a Mr. Science than I am. Um, this doesn't dissipate. Uh, it doesn't go away. It, uh, I mean, it's radiation, and radiation, it'll continue for forever, no matter where it goes, right? I mean, he gets in the air and... Well, there's different types of radiation. Yes, gamma, I don't really know what what the lifespan is of it. I know like when you drive by a nuclear power plant mm -hmm. and you see that cloud of smoke, yeah, it, there is radiation. And if you ever notice, sometimes in the night air, it's different colors because it's the different types of radiation that there are, which tend to dissipate within seconds. I do not know what the thing of gamma is, but the fact is, you know, the, the it spiked in the area, which means it's beyond the minimal levels that are acceptable. It's it's a toxic level that got out. It says uh, this is from Intel Slavia. Now I'm not familiar with Intel Slavia. I would imagine it's a social network uh, that mm -hmm. kind of is in that region. It says, uh, "quote It is worth noting that panic reports are spreading in Ukrainian social networks that during the detonation." of an ammunition depot in Kamilitsky, a large batch of British tank ammunition with depleted uranium, which was recently brought to the Ukraine along with Storm Shadow missiles, was also destroyed. As a result of the huge explosion, particles of depleted uranium could be dispersed on the territory of Kamilitsky, uh, which, uh, taking into account the experience of Yugoslavia and Iraq could lead to an outbreak of cancer in the medium term. Uh, so this is this is bad news. And you know, you'll note that our media said nothing of this. I, I mean, this happened. It's a big deal, and our media was quiet about this. Our media it didn't. It looked away. Yeah, you, you notice that, Bill. Yeah, I noticed that, too. The story came out, obviously, what, Saturday afternoon, yeah. something or Sunday afternoon. Yeah, Sunday afternoon, yesterday afternoon. So it happened Friday or over the weekend. And, you know, when you get to the gamma radiation, it, it does spend time in the air. How much time, I don't know. But you got to realize there was a blast from a missile that hit the site with all the spent, uh, you know, shells with uranium in it. And that would throw everything out into, it would disperse it in the air. Like many projectiles all over the place. It says so, uh, gamma radiation, everything you need to know. It says gamma rays can only be detected by sensors made. Okay, fine. I know that's great. Gamma rays are high energy photons produced by some of the most violent events in the universe photons of light and massless particles that are essentially packets of energy. Okay. Uh, because of quantum, it goes on and on and on. Um, I'm trying to see what the lifespan is on this. Uh, but apparently it's, it's a serious form of radiation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're basically, uh, you know, like they say, you're going to nuke a sandwich in the microwave. You know, there's a reason there's a latch on a microwave because, you know, in the early days, you know, <laughs> they worried about somebody, you know, going, oh, I wonder what happened. I put my hand in there. Uh, and yeah, you'd nuke it and, uh, 
you know, your hand would be done and that would get in your bloodstream. Well, you know, the same thing here, you know, that shoots that gamma radiation out. You might not be able to see it, smell it. You'll feel it later when it starts to, you know, what it did to your body, it, it's done. So it's, 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 it's a scary thing. And I don't blame Russia. You know, yeah, they fired the missile that blew it up. Well, you got to blame them. I got to blame the the Brits, too. They knew damn good and well what they were doing by sending it, but they just thought it was going to be used against Russia. And why do we have to go to war and kill each other? I mean, are we we to that point to where we can't talk to one another anymore? You hear what Trump said in the uh, town hall. I mean, the ridiculous uh, Kristen Collins, the uh, moderator, uh, she said, uh, "Do you have who do you want to win the Ukrainian war?" And Trump said, "I want nobody else to die." And she said, "Well, who do you want to win?" Like she was twelve years old, like it was a football game. He said, "Let me repeat, I want no one else to die." He wasn't picking a side. He was saying, "Stop the death, stop the killing," and. Uh, right. But they, the left would have nothing. This is supposed to be the side of peace, and for that, this. But her attitude was their attitude, the attitude of this administration's. I mean, look what they've done. It's like when he comes to Congress, uh, Zelensky. You would think that he was a high school athlete and he just won a big, the big game. They applaud him like, like he's a big deal instead of some great politicians getting up there and saying, while you're here, let's discuss your peace effort. Not your war effort. Let's discuss your peace effort. But they don't do that. You know, I used to think when I was a kid that politicians were smart. I used to think that they were gifted. I used to think that they were the the exceptional in our society. They are not. They are not. Look at what's happening right now. There's nobody who's more primed to be impeached than Joseph Robinette Biden. He has Mm -hmm. done one bad thing after the other. Forget everything else. I don't mean to be going on here, Bill. I'll I'll, I'll stop in a second. But forget everything else. Just for what he has done to our country on the border alone. Forget Afghanistan. Forget the war in the Ukraine. Forget uh, cutting down on the fuel, uh, generating our own fuel. Forget all that stuff. Just look at the border. That by itself should be cause enough to impeach this guy, get him out of office. But yet the Republicans haven't got the gonads to do the right thing. But yet the Democrats had no problem impeaching uh, President Trump twice, twice, on whims, on fiction. You know, this is amazing. We have a guy who deserves to be impeached, and they won't do it. And yet, a guy who deserved to be—he uh, deserved to to get awards—and they impeached him twice. Well, yeah, they did. And you know, over the weekend, uh, you had uh, Comer uh, with uh, uh, you know on CNN—not uh, CNN, but Fox, where you know mm-hmm. he was talking about everything going on with the Biden family investigation, and then it came out yeah. that they don't know where their key informant is and his family. Yeah, here's what he said. Are there whistleblowers or informants missing right now? Well, with with, with what we've investigated and the people that we've tracked down, uh, going back to the CEFC, uh, the two main players in that business, as well as all the Americans that were involved in the uh, different Biden uh, influence peddling schemes, as well as the Serbian national, uh, the nine of the 10 people uh, that we've identified that have very good knowledge with respect to the Bidens, they're, they're one of three things. Maria, they're either currently in court, they're currently in jail, or they're currently missing. So it's of the utmost importance that the FBI work with us to be able to try to identify uh, what research they've done, what investigations they've done, because we have people that want to come forward. But honestly, Maria, they fear for their lives. Not only are the Biden lawyers and the Biden White House intimidating them, the media is trying to intimidate and discredit them. And I think if you look at the Rasmussen poll, 
You know, seven in 10 Americans are very concerned that Joe Biden's involved in a, a public corruption scheme, and they want to know more information. Seven in 10 Americans strongly support the work that our House Oversight Committee is doing investigating the Biden influence peddling. And we just need to get some cooperation from uh, these different deep state bureaucracies that are standing in our way. Uh, this is absolutely extraordinary and it is stunning that some people are missing that you need to prove this. Uh, who in the White House is intimidating these people? Do you know? I do know, uh, we're saving that for a later time. Uh, but I can tell you one thing that a lot of people don't know, when, when I issue a subpoena to a bank or to an individual, the second I issue that, Jamie Raskins gets that. And when we get information in from the bank or, or from any individual, they make two copies, one for the majority, which are the Republicans, one for the minority, which are the Democrats. And my biggest problem with the Democrats on the House Oversight Committee is they're acting as a criminal defense attorney for the Biden family. Okay, so uh, last night, uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene right. She confirmed that a whistleblower for Joe Biden is not missing. Uh, just to be clear, she says our whistleblower for Joe Biden is not missing. So True, but, the, you know, there's nothing to back that up. I believe her, but then again... I wouldn't put it past them to intimidate because this is the kind of people that he has surrounded himself with. We'll get into that in a little while. But uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she probably think she knows what's going on, but I think that Comer, he's the uh, chairman. It wouldn't surprise me that he knows something she doesn't know. Well, I would believe that. Uh, but, you know, I find it interesting that uh, the nine people that he talks about are tied up in court, they're in jail, or they're just missing because of the uh, federal bullies of intimidation. They're being intimidated. And doesn't that happen everywhere? And then they go missing. But it's not just the whistleblower. It's his entire family. So that means that this guy is afraid or this person is afraid and in fear that their family could be in harm's way too. So, yeah, if, if I was a whistleblower, look, even in the business world, when somebody blows a whistle, they're going to be under scrutiny from the company because some way they're going to find out who it is. They're going to know, and they're going to go, uh-huh, you know, and that's what they're going to do. They try to accuse uh, Trump of that all the time. Well, we got somebody that just came forward. Well, I don't believe that this list of people coming forward are all people coming forward that aren't plants because sometimes you get so many people that are beyond the point of belief and, you know, it's regurgitated same old crap over and over and over again, which is what they're doing against Trump, you know, and they're going after everybody around them so that sometimes they can generate a false narrative by going after somebody saying, well, I'll tell you what, we'll back up off of you. We'll back off. I watched, but you just say this. I watched this interview with Maria Bartiromo, and she was taken back by, you mean there's somebody missing? A whistleblower is missing? She was really, that was a spontaneous reaction on her part, but... uh it's not the way they play it out, though, but on you know the, what, uh, the I, I left news. I couldn't help but watch uh, Comer and think, okay, enough of the rhetoric, enough of the talk. When are we going to see some results? Not just, we have all this and we can do all that. How about seeing something, some action, you know? I, and well, I, I don't see that. Between uh, this investigation, the Hunter Biden investigation, the bank records and everything that's come forward, ah, the bank and tax records, mm -hmm. ah, that's evidence. And that's hard, concrete evidence on paper. But I guess they need these people to substantiate it because, hey, look, they had still dossier papers and they even had their people that said that that stuck to that story and it came unraveled. The left wants to make sure that they can sit there and unravel the truth you know, just like uh, we unraveled their lies. You so, know, and it, while this is going on, all this, you know, this stuff with uh, the investigation into Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, which would you would think would be the top story in the news. I mean, I grew up in the era of Watergate, and it all you saw all the time was headlines on Watergate every day. There was a new story being you know, broken uh, in in the media, and they were just on it like flies on manure, okay? Hell, I remember being in school and the teacher talking about how bad 
Republicans and Nixon was. Now, keep in mind, it was Hillary that wrote the uh, the uh, impeachment papers for Nixon, and Nixon never did admit guilt. And really, no. when you go back and look at what uh, was said, he really, you know, he was, and I don't think he was, you know, they went to impeach him, but he said, screw it. I'm not going to be a part of this game. Right. I'm out of here. Right. You know, but um, but many people think he shouldn't have done that. Looking back, it was a different time, folks. Things that they were talking about doing to Nixon hadn't been done since Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson was the guy who followed uh, Abraham Lincoln, and right. they voted to impeach him, and he won by one vote. So that was the last time somebody was impeached. All of a sudden, they were throwing the impeachment term around again uh, at Richard Nixon. And and Nixon, he was old school. He couldn't stand the thought, I think, of, of being the first maybe president to be removed from office. So he just bowed out. You can't, you can't fire me if I quit, uh, which, is, which is fine, but... Some people well, think he was he in a damned if you do or damned if you don't situation. So I probably would have stuck to my guns and fought, too, because either way, look, Trump was impeached twice. And mm-hmm. everybody was, hey, you just said he was impeached on false pretenses. It was he was impeached on a lie, which should erase the impeachment and it from the uh, na- the narrative in society right away and from the history books. And remember something. What, what should be brought up is the people that made up the lie. That it, And that was a real insurrection. Impeachment is a process. It's not the result. When you impeach a president, that doesn't mean he's guilty. It means he. it's like going to court. We're going to impeach you. We're going to try you. That's essentially what they did to Bill Clinton and to uh, President Trump. They impeached him, but they came through with a not guilty verdict. They don't talk about that. He was impeached twice, and both times he was found innocent. But here's the difference, though, with Trump in, you know, in, in, in both these cases. It was based on a made-up false narrative, a made-up story that he was impeached on. So that, to me, is, you know, because when you're in office, your actions speak louder than your words, and they're going to be your record that you run on in the next election. So anybody that can sabotage that, you know, is, look, if they're, if they're willfully uh, twisting the law and twisting the story mm-hmm. or they're flat-out lying uh, to uh, to make sure that you don't stay in office or to get you out of office? Mm-hmm. Is that not a form of an insurrection it's, or an attack? Sure. It's also perjury, too. You're lying. Yeah, well, yeah. But, we, you know, none of that took place. But yet they're doing this insurrection thing, and there's proof there that, you know, the left was actually, it was orchestrated by Pelosi and her croonies and Schumer. Come on. You know, apparently uh, the, the scales of justice uh, are balanced towards, uh, you know, weigh, weighing heavily on the side of uh, the left. And that's wrong. Over the weekend on Saturday, we had uh, Joe at Howard University. Um, oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. You heard about this. Yeah. But I have to tell you, so I saw the video, and it didn't look like Joe. It looked like his robotic his robotic stand-in. I'm serious. It didn't look like Joe. Well, I looked at it. If you look at the uh, – remember the Muppet show? The, the two – grumpy old men who sat in yeah, the, in the sat loft, there. and one of the guys had this this uh, perpetual frown on his face. He kind of looked like Biden. Well, that's who was up on the stage giving the speech at Howard University. But instead of giving an awe-inspiring, positive, go out there, you've worked hard for four years, and now the world is your oyster, you can, you've, there's never been a better time to uh, be in your situation going into society. No, no, he didn't say that. You know, he, he actually, here's what jumping Joe Biden said to a room full of young minority students, graduates. Stand up against the poison of white supremacy as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. 
I say wherever I go. You, sir, are a liar. You are mm-hmm. a liar. I mean, uh, today they also had on uh, one of the sites that I went to, uh, Gateway Pundit, that uh, they had the video of him doing the uh, eulogy at Robert Byrd's funeral. Robert Byrd was a senator from West Virginia who was a grand cyclops of the Ku Klux Klan. Tell me that's not racist. And Joe talked about uh, Robert Byrd with great, great love and affection. Mm-hmm. So what is he? Is he a racist or is he a civil rights uh, advocate? Uh, he is a liar. He has been one all his life. And, you know, you mentioned, is he a, a robot or is he a stand-in? I will tell you this. Some people might might have seen the ad I'm talking about. I'm going to have to look for it today. And when I look for it, I won't find it. But, you know, I've had pop-up ads every once in a while about trucks, you know, because I guess because I drive a truck and I was looking at selling mine, getting a new vehicle. But there's an ad that pops up every once in a while, and the guy standing in front of it, is a, a Joe Biden lookalike, and it looks like a much younger Joe Biden. I'm going like, what the hell? And I'm going, well, <laughs> well, he had some, know, extra, he had some but, extra parts of the robotic factory. You know? we, well, no, what I'm saying is, how do you know, like in that movie that we referenced one time that had Sigourney Weaver in it, uh, Klein was in it, where he was the Dave. advertising guy. D- Dave. Dave, yeah. yeah. Yeah, how do you know it's not some guy that looks like is going, yeah, yeah, I, I you take know, acting gigs. Hey, I showed you about a month ago a picture. We we talked about it on the air of him standing, and, and the picture was from behind, and you could see a wrinkle. It looked like a latex wrinkle in the back yeah. of his neck, like it was a mask of some kind. And uh, it was a big deal, but, you know, the the media suppresses it. If you find any little tidbit like that, the media they diligently go out there and they suppress it because they don't work for you or me. They work for the, the left. But the average person does not want to believe that we have got that low in society to where they're going, oh, that's just loose skin that you'll see on an older person. Well, no, no, no. ironically, I'm an older person too, and uh, <laughs> I, I might have loose skin, but not like that. I'm the same way. You know? yep. And you look at Joe Biden's hair, sometimes, you know, it's well-groomed, and it looks a lot thicker than what you see sometimes. When you see him out, they do a, rand, a candid thing where he's walking, and he kind of has that stiff walk that you see with old sure. people that are having a hard time thinking about each step that they yeah. take. And then he turns his head, and you see a side view of the hair. And in older people, when the hair thins and gets old and whatnot, it looks like straw hanging from a scarecrow, you know, and that's what his hair looks like. But then all of a sudden... Then he's at a press conference, and he sounds articulate again sometimes, and he looks good with that smile, and he looks about 10 years younger. And I'm going, wait a minute, what the hell happened here? What the hell happened? He did his uh, Howard University speech, and then he ran back to, to Delaware. Well, that seemed to be the place that he goes to, uh, to escape from everything. In the meantime, you know, he's talking about, think about it, he's talking about white supremacy. White supremacy is the greatest terrorism. What he really is saying is MAGA, MAGAism. Okay, he's not talking about he's really equating the two, and there's nothing to equate. I mean, no cities have been burned by any MAGA supporters, none. But we have had Antifa and Black Lives Matter. And they have burned a lot. I think I heard uh, 17 or $18 billion worth of damage in Seattle, Portland, Minneapolis. You know, that wasn't done by the right. That was done by the left. And if you go and research before you can't research anymore, it was the left way back, way back. Wait, what we're going to do way right now is go back, back, way back in the time. Yeah. Neanderthal, Democrats. And racism, they invented racism. Now, I'm not going to tell you that, you know, when kids are born, they're innocent. They don't care about your gender. They don't care about your color. They don't care about anything. Wow, there's a kid just like me to play with. But then we get older and we start to notice, well, I'm white. He's brown. I'm brown. He's black. I'm black. They're yellow. You know, and then... Well, it's a she, he, or whatever. 
And, you know, racism, there are differences in us, and we, we know it. It was almost like we were born to figure this out. And it's part of our uh, growth in society. But I, I was of the opinion that, yeah, there was racism. It was, well, it, it was part of our DNA, what, but we kind of got past it and over it, and now it's been reincited again. What party was the party of slavery? It was the Democrat Party. Right. And what party was the party of the Confederacy? It was the Democrat Party. You know, what party was Abraham Lincoln who emancipated, who got rid of slavery, passed laws to get rid of slavery and make all men equal? He was a Republican. Okay, but the Democrats have have done a wonderful uh, full-court press on changing that narrative. Make it look like the Democrats are the party of civil rights and the civil rights movement. That's baloney. They have used civil rights as a tool to benefit themselves politically. Period. End of yeah. full stop. I mean, uh, and now Joe Biden is out there. And now, what's happening that we should be looking at? The border situation. I, I got a lot of. I got some things I got to mention before we lose. We run out of time. But uh, Joe Biden should be talking about the border. He doesn't talk about it. He doesn't mm-hmm. talk about it. Uh, in the meantime, Alejandro Mayorkas, his Department of Homeland Security uh, secretary, right? He, he should be talking full court about nothing more than the border. But yet he's on MSNBC yesterday and he says this. The president yesterday uh, at his commencement address uh, for the Howard University graduates called white supremacy uh, uh, the, the major domestic terror threat in this country. Is that correct? Uh, it tragically is, you know, um, in the terrorism context, domestic violent extremism is uh, our greatest threat uh, right now. Individuals are driven to violence because of ideologies of hate, uh, anti-government sentiments, false narratives, personal grievances and the like. And regrettably, we have seen a rise in white supremacy. He is probably the most one of the most evil guys ever to get into government. This guy here, because he lies with a plum. He just lies with, with such conviction. He really tries to sell the lie. This guy is saying that white supremacy is the most dangerous thing that's affecting our society. In the meantime, we have people coming across the border who are members of Antifa. They caught five of them over the weekend. I don't know whether you heard about that. Five Antifa members they caught coming across the border into our country thanks to Joe, Robinette Biden, and this fathead, Alejandro Mayorkas, okay? He's not going to talk about that. They also caught, would you believe, they caught someone bringing a IED, a bomb across the border as they were inspecting some people's luggage. But yeah, you know, a bomb across the border. Imagine that. Brought, you know, by. Yeah, I mean, and how about ISIS? Five members of ISIS coming across the border. There's a picture. Go to the Gateway Pundit, all right? Even mm-hmm. if you don't normally go to the Gateway Pundit, go to it. They have some interesting stories. And there's a picture today of a room full of the most recent. Uh, arrivals that they have an, uh, uh, and they're all military age young men they they weren't mm-hmm. they weren't uh little kids and moms and, no the whole room was military age young men who is coming into our country who are these people i mean they caught like i said five isis if you wanted to destroy the united states wouldn't you send a battalion of young men take off your uniforms Go to the border and get across and meet up in some predetermined location. I mean, that's what I would do. Yeah. Now, do they want to destroy us or do they want to tear us down to where they can reinvent us, reshape us into the nation that they want us to be? I mean, if you go back in history and you start reading papers that were, you know, about the United States and the Constitution. This has been a movement for a long time. We were, we were created to get away from that kind of government. This, you know, that that they they represent, and you know, I saw audio over the weekend of people in the UK talking about 
the gun rights in the United States, and they go, you know, hooray for the citizens because it is the biggest armed militia out there to keep the government in check. Uh, she goes, if somebody breaks into a Brit's house, well, they can take whatever they want. But I chance to say you break into an American citizen's house, you might go in, but you're not coming out alive. And she goes, hooray for Americans. Hold on to your rights. Do we have the courage to stand up for what is right anymore? I'm talking no, about the average I, Joe. I mean, I, I look at the border. I, I just don't see us I, I don't see us having the the courage as a nation on hold to to stand up against these these invaders. I mean, we should have had I would have thought uh, uh, thousands of people on horses and rifles, uh, you know, volunteers getting together to protect the country. I mean, I've given up on the military. I would have thought the military would have said to uh, this president and his administration, our job is to, to protect and defend against enemies, both foreign and domestic. And if you're not going to do it, it's our obligation to do it, okay? It's not even a matter of something that we have to make a decision on. We swore an oath to protect and defend. And if you, as president, are going to ignore that, that oath that you took, we can't. And, and, you know, they're not doing that. They're just falling in line because that's kind of what they do, you know. And, and it's sad because uh, we're, we're dissolving in front of our own eyes as a country. Mm. It's, it's a shame. And there's a weird set of standards, too. You know the shape America is in now under Joe Biden. You know from whence we came under Donald Trump. They want to make him out as the biggest crook, thief of all time. Netflix has a new series out in Trump saying, amazing. oh, well, yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's all propaganda, which I think, you know, they need to make, uh, make a big campaign contribution to the Republican Party or to Trump because that, that's a donation to the Democrats of magnitude, uh, you know, major proportions. But they continue with that narrative. Now, they got Trump painted as a bad guy. You know, and but yet here's Joe and his family that are thieves and crooks and have been for years. It's kind of like that old series back in the 70s or 60s, whenever it was. It takes a thief. Well, okay, what thief do you want then? Okay, if they're if they're both thieves, which one did the better job? And I don't. I'm not saying Trump is a thief, a crook, or a fraud. No, I actually but, I think I think if anything, Trump. Trump may have an attitude, Trump may have an ego, and all those things may turn some people off, but he's honest. He is honest, okay? I, you may not like me to say that, but it, just look around. He promised certain things going into office. He promised certain things, and he fulfilled his promise. That's called honesty. Look at this guy in office now, this guy, this Biden. Everything he promised, he's turned his back on. Well, the difference between Joe and Trump, Trump is an unfiltered person. He will tell you exactly what he thinks of you or how you're doing your job, you know, but that's what he's doing. You know, you asked, he answered, and that's all there is to it. Now, afterwards, he'll buy you, you know, a cup of coffee. If he sees that you're hurt, he'll, he'll lend out a helping hand to get you the help that you need. Biden, on the other uh, hand, and, and people like him sit there, well, they have an opinion of you, they're going to tell it. Even if it's wrong, if it benefits them, they're going to tell it. And they're not going to lend out a helping hand. As a matter of fact, if you fall down, they're going to walk up and kick the dirt over you. You know, uh, there was supposed to be a rally on Saturday night up in Iowa, but they had to cancel it because there were tornado warnings. And, you know, he flew up there, and then he canceled it and flew back. And, I mean, that no one talks about that. Yeah, they make it sound, well, he canceled his rally. Well, he went, he goes to the rally. He goes all the way up there, and then they cancel it because of tornado warnings. He was saying, hey, look at this. We're all going to be out here in this field in an open area, and there's a good chance there's going to be a tornado in this area. Maybe it's, not, maybe it's not a wise thing that we're all congregated in one area. So he canceled it. But he said, look, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Just hang in there. We'll come back when it's safer. We don't want anyone to get hurt. I don't think the left would have done that. I just don't think they have the uh, the decency. I mean, if you if you say, 
oh, they have the decency. Just look at the border. Look at the people who are already dying coming across the border. We have thousands of little people who are being trafficked for sex and uh, for child you know, labor, and, and that's being ignored by this administration. You can't mm-hmm. tell me these are good people allowing this to happen. A good, a good person, good men, honest and decent men would say, no, this is not going to happen under my watch. We're not going to have kids trafficked. We're not going to have fentanyl coming across the border and killing innocent kids in college campuses. No, no, this is going to stop. But this guy just lets it happen and toddles off to Delaware. You know, it's funny. We're talking about the border I I have on my phone. I can't get it to us right now. But it's uh, back when Bill Clinton was president. Not that I'm a big fan of his either. But he sat there and did a long diatribe in in D.C. about how we've got to secure the border. And he made every point that the Republicans are making now that Joe and this administration have failed. And I'm going... What has changed with the Democrats? Because Clinton was very quick to point out, and you could probably Google it and find it. You know, he was very, you know, uh, quick to point out, well, every immigrant that comes across, every job they take is the job of an American citizen. You know, and he went on and on and on and on, and we've got to do this and this and this and this to secure our borders. Now, Clinton, all of a sudden, has kind of changed his tune, marching lockstep with the Democrats. So who's in control of the Democratic Party? You know, this is coming not even from Biden. This is coming from above Biden. This is globalism. No more borders. Everybody can come from, from everywhere to go everywhere. Borders are not important. They are to be removed. I mean, think of what's going to happen to our country with all these strangers. I mean, we're, we're going to have violence. We're going to have uh, attacks on innocent citizens for no good reason. It's already happening. It's already happening. There was, a, there was a, what appeared to be a family get-together down in Yuma, Arizona over the weekend. A bunch of people were down there having a good old time, and they were attacked, and three young men were murdered were murdered uh, at this at this gathering. They believe, and they're not saying it specifically, but they believe it might have been done by an illegal uh, guest or whatever they call it nowadays. They don't, you know, we used to call them illegal aliens. Oh but no, 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 that's that's very, uh, very, you know, uh, racially. Uh, and and you shouldn't even say illegal because you know we're a country of immigrants. To paraphrase, um. Uh, uh, Bill Clinton, but the uh, migrants, but uh, uh, but either way, uh, you know, he said that uh, with immigrants coming across, we just got to make sure that they come across and they're properly vetted, vetted. And this was from years ago, vetted, yes, but that they that they have the same values as us. They want what we have. It's they're not coming across with that intent at all, and they're just being let in. My ancestors came across uh, the way that it was supposed to be done at the time that they, they came across. I mean, they came across to Ellis Island, and they ha- one of my grandparents had to stay in quarantine for two weeks mm-hmm. because she was 22 years old, uh, and she wasn't allowed to uh, go off on her own. I mean, it was 1900, folks. They had different uh, rules and regulations back then. But your ancestors probably came across. My other ancestors came across in the 1850s, 1860s, and they came down a gangplank, and they were forced into the military. You want to be a citizen? Right off the bat, all you do is you raise your right hand at the foot of the gangplank, and you'll be a citizen, but you have to spend a few years in the military. And they did it. Fighting for this country, yeah. Yeah, and they did it. Uh, so, um, I mean, we have people right now who are paying no consequences. Think about it. They come across the border, they get an iPhone. Some of these people have never seen an iPhone. They're going to get an iPhone right off the bat, out of the box, brand new, especially for you, a, an iPhone. You're going to get some money in your pocket. And don't worry about your living accommodations because, well, we'll put you up in a nice hotel. As a matter of fact, that over the weekend up in Rockland uh, County, New York, uh, a couple had had 30 rooms reserved for their wedding, 30 rooms reserved for their wedding in June. But <laughs> Biden came along and said, no, we need those 30 rooms uh, to heck with your wedding. So the hotel canceled those 30 rooms for the wedding. Now the, the couple is scrambling to find another place 
that will take their guests for their wedding. In the meantime, the illegals, they got a place to stay. Nice hotel, nice hotel. And they're not paying a dime out of their pocket because it's coming out of your pocket. Mm -hmm. Your pocket. You know, you don't really realize how fragile, you know, your birthright is being born here and being an American citizen. And even some people that have immigrated over the right way, you tend to forget, have you forgotten how fragile and, and how precious it is? And I only say that because of a, a thing that I kind of saw over the weekend uh, where, you know, people can lose their identity like that. Oh, in a heartbeat, yeah. A, a computer glitch. For instance, uh, let's say you're on Social Security mm -hmm. uh, from the, the Social Security. Well, you know, uh, you retired or something like that. Even if you have it, the Social Security office every year, they release documents of deceased people. Well, they could sit there and they do it. There's 12,000 people a year that this happens to on average where they release a document and your name would be on that list. And all of a sudden it goes to all the credit bureaus. It goes to every agency. And one day you go, oh, let's check and see what's going on. Or you whip out a credit card to use it. Uh, excuse me. I, one second, please. And the next thing you know, you got the cops right there because you're there for stealing a dead person's credit card <laughs> that got shut off in the past 24 hours. And you've got to sit there and go through. They the can disappear sticking. you in the snap of a finger. Yeah, it could be done by a hospital. You go in for a diagnosis for something and they get a record mixed up. It does happen. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be done by a credit agency uh, like a TransUnion, Experian. Or, or it can Equifax. be done intentionally. It could be done intentionally. I'm not going to say anybody would be ever that uh, you know deceitful and you know devious. Mm -hmm. But it can happen. And imagine if all of a sudden, you know, your entire history got wiped out. Because if it did, by a glitch or an accident, it's got to be, you can't rebuild it to what it was. They could give you a new credit score. There would be no history. There would be, you know, you would have to rebuild everything all over again. But these people coming across the border, you know, that right now, through no vetting, no nothing, no, we have no idea why they're here. They're given a life. They they want to give them, you know, they get benefits, they get everything, you know, and, are you know, they're guaranteed. Where's your guarantee? You know, they also said they're bringing a lot of uh, diseases that we haven't seen in years, like chickenpox, TB, uh, of course, COVID. Uh, these things are coming across. Uh, I got the story here somewhere, my sweat. And there's little... ringworm now that's coming across, or uh, that's here, that's a deadly kind mm -hmm. that uh, they're the, you know as a matter of fact anything that they would give you to treat it I, uh, antibiotics or whatever it is it it eats for lunch yeah so you know and there's all kinds of disease that is coming coming across and and, and it's scary the, the city of El Paso issued a warning from its city health department saying be on the lookout for all of these diseases that we haven't seen in years, I mean, tuberculosis, polio, chicken pox, all these things you got to be aware of because they've found people with these illnesses in the groups that they've seen that they have, uh, you know, cordoned off down in their city. I mean, so, how about the getaways? How about the people who get into the country who are sick and we don't catch? Yeah. And tuberculosis, that's a pretty bad thing. If some, let's say that you have a spouse or someone that works in a hospital and they're exposed to tuberculosis. And let's say that they test for it. Well, now, you know, they're not only quarantined for, you know, different things until it's treated properly, but so is the family because you've been exposed to it, you know, and we're bringing this across and like, like, you know, tubercul tuberculosis is just one example of the many, many, many things. And your leader is going off to Delaware and ignoring the whole darn thing. Yeah. You know, and... They, they uh, asked Mayorkas over the weekend, Bill. They asked Mayorkas, uh, what do you think about the states that are, are supplementing the Border Patrol agents with their 
own National Guard. What do you think about that? The immigration system is so broken that you've got governors taking action into their own hands. State governments, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis recently signed a new law that targets his state's undocumented population by making it a felony to shelter, hire, or transport undocumented immigrants. It requires hospitals to ask for, uh, their patients for uh, about their immigration status. What's your reaction to this? Is that even constitutional? Um, so I will defer to the Department of Justice on the lawfulness of that type of action. But I will say this. It is a sad and it is tragic when government officials people in positions of authority to do the right thing for our country actually use human beings as pawns to score political points. Can you believe he said that? Using people as pawns to score political points. That's all Joseph Robinette Biden and this clown have been doing. The whole border situation is to score points. Actually, it's to increase the Democratic voter rolls long term so that they will get a greater tally of votes on their side from people who shouldn't be voting. Yeah, and you know, they've always floated that they want to take away the Electoral College. You know, and they try to, uh, they try to show you examples of uh, how le- elections would have changed and, uh, over the years. Well, yeah, I would imagine they would have changed and changed a lot because they know how to manipulate the voting populace. You know, the Electoral mm-hmm. College, and but see, that can even be manipulated too. But, you know, fortunately it hasn't. But then again, they got other ways to dance around. What they want to do is rig the whole playing field. So there's no way that you can win against them because once they control it all, they own it all. When the uh, Title 42 ended, I guess that was, what, Thursday night? The next day or, or that evening they interviewed... Representative Chip Roy from Texas, and listen to what he said. Uh, Congressman, good to see you. Um, what is what is your stake going to look like uh, here in just a matter of hours? Yeah, well, it's absolute devastation along the southern border. I want to give a shout out to Jason Jones, who is a dear friend. He's doing the Lord's work down there on the border, along with Todd Bensman and some of the others trying to report on this. And uh, Bill Belugian over at Fox has done a great job, too. But look, here's the deal. Uh, we've got a state of emergency declared in El Paso. State of emergency declared in Brownsville. State of emergency declared in Laredo. We have a massive crisis underway, even as far up as San Antonio, where we've got migrants who are overflowing the detention centers uh, along the border. Uh, You see with your own eyes, with the cameras, what's happening. Uh, The Biden administration has basically opened up to the world and said, just come. Come in here and flood the zone. Does this get does this get dramatically worse? You know, at, at eight ten o'clock tomorrow morning. I mean, I, we've seen ten thousand a day right now. What, what do you predict? Is it twenty thousand tomorrow? Is it how bad does this get? I think this is uncapped. I think we're going to see an extraordinary flow. I think the Biden administration is coordinating with uh, either the Mexican government or NGOs generally to be able to move more people and to figure out they're now, according to reports on the ground, releasing people to the United States with no date to appear in court. They're literally just processing and sending them out into the the country. Uh, This means that our border is wide open. Our border patrol is trying to manage the crisis. I'm not even sure if they can keep doing it. One guy texted me and said this is basically a broken arrow situation. Uh, the administration is, is basically complicit in the human smuggling chain. They're facilitating it. This is on their hands. And now, bottom line is, and Congress, you know, and Republicans in Congress have passed a bill, and the state of Texas is going to have to step up to try to stop it. Yeah. This, this, is, this is what your country looks like when it's run by people who hate your country. Uh, here's Mayorkas today. I, I want to play this really quick because I thought it was so interesting. Yeah, they, they, they claim that these are asylum seekers. They actually try to make you believe that they believe that they're asylum seekers. But Mayorkas casually today admits that these are just laborers. Take a listen. There are uh, businesses around this country that are desperate for workers. There are desperate workers looking for jobs, desperate workers in foreign countries that are looking for jobs in the United States where they can earn money lawfully and send much needed remittances back home. Oh, but I, I thought that they were asylum seekers. So if so, if they're all just laborers, Mayorkas, then we can just start pushing them right back the other way. Yeah, he's a liar. 
That sanctimonious son of yeah, that sanctimonious son of a bitch is welcome to come down to Texas. Talk to all of the moms who have lost their children to fentanyl. All of the people and the families who have lost in the school district in which I live in Hayes County and southwest of Austin. Talk to those parents who have lost their kids. The 72,000 Americans who have died from fentanyl poisonings. How about the 856 migrants who have died along the border? And that guy comes up and he has the audacity to do this when he lied about border patrol agents and he just casually dismisses that lie. Look, that guy doesn't know what he's walking into. But Texas is going to start dealing with this. We passed a law here out of Congress, which is the best security bill that we've ever passed. But I'm not sure I give a crap. Texas needs to stand up and fight this. I'm calling on the governor, the lieutenant governor, and the legislature in Texas to do their damn job to actually defend the state of Texas and follow what we did in the House of Representatives and Republicans to pass a strong border security bill here. That's so well said. And, and, and these people, they're so arrogant. They don't care what you think. Uh, and like you said, just sanctimonious, uh, just just utterly ridiculous. Congressman, thank you so much uh, for taking Thanks, the time Rob. and for the fight. That's Representative Chip Roy with Rob Schmidt on Newsmax and uh, good interview. But uh, mm-hmm. he, he called him a sanctimonious son of a bitch. And I'm sorry, he that's probably the the best way Nicest to describe it. Yeah, that was yeah. a nice way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, he... He says that they're workers just trying to make a, a wage. Well, wait a second. There are a lot of unemployed people in our country, too. A lot of unemployed who need a job. Why don't we promote jobs to our own people? Why is it that we have to import laborers to do these jobs? And they'll tell you, well, they're, they're going to be picking fruit or they're going to be doing some some manual. They'll be picking lettuce. No, no. They, these people may be taking jobs at the auto factory, too. They may be taking jobs at places that pay a decent buck, you know, and who's to say, when I, if I hear it one more time, I'm going to puke, but I, I hear people say, well, you know, they're taking jobs that Americans don't want. Wait a second. Have you asked an American who's unemployed that they won't do the job? I'd be willing to bet the answer is no. The reason why they want these guys to do the jobs is they can pay them next to nothing. That's what right. the reason is. You know, we will... We're the future third world. Well, we're not the future third world. I think we have stepped well into it, but uh, we're going to be known like China was for cheap labor. That's just all there is to it. Yeah. And you're either going to fall into that category because you've got no hope, or you're at a point now where you can step up and be because the divide is going to be bigger. I found those uh, those stories, Bill, that we talked about earlier about. Uh, coming across the border. Uh, yeah. Border Patrol agents in San Diego arrested an Afghan national on the FBI's terror watch list who illegally crossed from a group of migrants near Ote Mesa, California, uh, according to Fox News uh, correspondent Bill Malusian. Uh, so there's a, an Afghan. I mean, last I checked, Afghanistan is nowhere near our Texas border. I'm just saying you know, when I hear people say, "Well, they're just they're just coming because they're being they're being oppressed, they're being they're yeah, right. they're escaping a hard life." Well, how did he get from Afghanistan to Mexico? I'm just saying, uh, an improvised bomb was intercepted by U.S. Customs and Border Protection on Friday at the U.S.-Mexico border in Arizona during a routine check at the Douglas, Arizona port of entry. CBP officers covered an, uh, discovered an improvised explosive device bound for the U.S. Now, you got to wonder, with all these people coming across the borders, and now you, they found a bomb. And I'm sitting there going, oh, you know, I'm trying to find the analogy, and the one that I'm going to use is probably not the best one, so don't hold it against me. But, you know, it's like if you move into an older home or something like that and you see a cockroach. And I was always told, you see one cockroach, there's a yeah. hundred of them, uh, uh, another hundred out there. That's true. Well, I'm not saying that about the migrants, but I'm saying, you got one bomb across the border? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's probably a hundred more out there that uh, that did make it. You just saw the one, and, and you took care of it. But now, what about the other hundred? That other story, Fox News reported that it, at least seven people were reportedly shot and injured in Yuma, Arizona, Saturday uh, Yuma is located just 10 miles from the U.S.-Mexico border. Two people were killed as a result of the violence. I believe a third has passed, too. The Yuma Police Department said that a 19-year-old male was transported prior to police arrival and was pronounced dead at the Yuma Regional Medical Center. 
Uh, a second victim, a 20-year-old male, was transported by Yuma Fire Department to Yuma Regional Medical Center, where he was later pronounced dead too. A third victim, a 16-year-old male, was moved to Yuma Regional Medical Center and flown, and later flown to Phoenix with life-threatening injuries. There's three, three young kids who, who were shot, two of them for sure dead, one uh, on the verge. And uh, I'm trying to get to the, the, part, the part where they believe that it might have been uh, an illegal. Uh, it's in the story somewhere, but I'm running out of time. But trust me, uh, they made the correlation. They made the connection, okay, that they believe there was some uh, connection between the shootings and illegals. Ten miles from the border, friends, this is what the people in Texas are worried about. They're, they're, they're going out to get their cars started in the morning, and they have to carry a handgun now if you live on the, on the border of the, uh, the U.S.-Mexico border. They don't, trust, they don't trust the simplest things anymore. Their security is so tenuous thanks to mm-hmm. this administration. You know, I mean, uh, can you imagine, let's say you have a farm with chickens. You have to go out in the morning to get eggs out to the barn. You know, in the old days, you just walked out and got the eggs, and that was that. But now you probably have to make sure you got your, your gun, maybe a rifle too, because you don't trust you don't trust your own home anymore. Yeah, and if you shoot somebody, uh, they're going to take your gun you know, I mean, because they want to disarm us. I mean, we are not safe uh, in our own country anymore. But you know what they say, all. better to be carried. What do they say? Better to be judged by by 12 of your peers than to be carried by six of them. Yeah, that's true. You know, so, very true. Uh, I mean, if you if you have to protect yourself and you have no other option, uh, I mean, this is, it's a shame. It is a shame that we live in that kind of an environment. Look at the guy up in the subway in New York. They, mm-hmm. they they've immediately tried to make it a racial thing. They don't tell you that some of the people who were thanking that Marine were black. They don't tell you that. No, no, no. That doesn't fit the narrative. No, that would hurt. That, that, would, that, would, that would kill their narrative. Yes. The fact that the Marine had stepped in to stop this guy who was threatening them, a guy who had like 40 different arrests, who had done bad things. I'm not saying he should have died, mind you. That shouldn't. That's a sad result of this whole incident but he put himself in this situation you know right he did it it wasn't like the marine went out found this guy and then did it this guy put himself into that situation and uh, now the marine has got to protect himself but the good news is someone started a give send go fund for that marine and it's like almost a million dollars so far from people from around the country who have well, good. donated. To good them. for him and good for them for doing that. That's, uh, that's a great thing. And that's, that's a little bit of good news on a day full of bad news. You know, what we haven't heard about is the, um, well, I guess we have heard about it, but uh, what's going on with the, uh, the budget deficit and, uh, you know, the fact that we run out of money by June or before June. And apparently, you know, the 14th Amendment has been touted around and apparently Joe Biden's ready to pull the trigger any day now mm-hmm. to evoke the 14th Amendment, which basically says, screw the debt. We're going to spend away anyway. You know, instead of writing no checks, we'll just write hot checks. This is going to be a crazy week, I think. I think there's going to be a lot of things going on, Bill. Um, yeah, I do, too. Unfortunately. Um, pay attention to the border. Pay attention to the Ukraine and uh, hug your kids. <laughs> yeah, hug the ones you love because uh, that's pretty much all you got. Yeah, pray for our country because it needs it because we have no honest, good leadership right now. Right now we are like a sailboat having the sail flop in the breeze. It hasn't got, hasn't got even any wind in the sails. It's just floundering. That's us. Yeah. Right well, now. Well, you know, why, why does our sailboat need a rudder? Just let it float aimlessly at sea. That's what we got. Big boat, no yeah. rudder. Anyway, my friend, I hope you have a wonderful uh, remainder of your Monday. And uh, uh, with a little bit of luck, we'll be doing this again tomorrow. Maybe we'll have some better news to talk about. You know, I didn't finish reading my stack of stuff. I got a bunch of stuff. We could have gone for another hour. But, oh, well, if you want to. No, no, no. no. I think the people will We'll out save there, it for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Keep keep them wanting more. 
Keep they the may not want any more of this because, you know, this is like going to a restaurant that serves nothing but bad food. You know? <laughs> That's true. You don't see people what? asking for another. I'll have another one of those. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Would you like some dessert with that? Yeah, I, I, I think I know what you have for dessert. <laughs> have a great day, friend. See you tomorrow. Adios. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>